0: welcome to the strong single and human podcast a real look at single parenting the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating i'm your host claire martin welcome As an educator, speaker and author of The Emotional Powerful Mother, this week's guest helps guide mothers to parent differently so they can feel more empowered and connected to their 18 to 16 year old daughters, while helping them to grow authentically and learn the emotional life skills necessary for the 21st century and build deeply satisfying connections. Her five key formula developed through her work with thousands of individuals provides a practical pathway to the power of the true self, the diamond within, that once activated delivers clarity, strength and a quality of relationship. She is also a mother of four and loves elephants, poetry and the beach, but not necessarily in that order. Welcome, Lisa-Jane, thanks for joining us. You are so welcome. It's lovely to be here. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for fitting us into your busy schedule because I know you're busy. Um, So, look, I highlighted all of the things that you do in the introduction. But, look, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to teach mothers and why you got to teach mothers to better connect with their daughters.
1: Mm. Well... As I actually have daughter, I have four children myself. I have two daughters. One of them is 24 and one of them is 15. But really it was my work with women. So I, I spent a lot of years working with women in their emotional worlds. And invariably in almost every single instance, women were in a situation, um, not enjoying their situation in a relationship, not knowing how to deal with the repetitive patterns that they felt. Um, and often I would find that, in in almost all instances, they weren't listening to their intuition or they had stepped into the relationship without actually really thinking about it. It was like the the inner child Mm -hmm. in them that wanted to be loved and feel secure had created the relationship. And then they ended up they would move in with these people really quickly, like within a couple of months. And as soon as you do that, the stakes are much higher. So it's harder for you to speak your truth. So they had actually trapped themselves in a situation where they found it really difficult to get out of and I was watching this and thinking you know what this is just it's so silly because it is so simple to not be living these dynamics of relationship and it really needs to be taught at schools and and I have started to then build this sort of like this little thing was this ember was starting to get up fire in me and it was like you know if we could actually teach this earlier on in life You know, young girls would be making conscious choices. And then, of course, there's the culture around us, which when things come home to me from my 15-year-old daughter, what her friends are doing and what is happening and the choices that they're making, and I'm looking at, you know, things, apps like OnlyFans and all these apps that are out there that are just like this is so far away from a woman standing in her true power you know it's so far away from anything that is that feels natural and i'm not saying that as a judgement i'm saying that as these things actually end up making us feel worse about ourselves you know the culture and the, the platforms that we're involved in we're always seeing people and we're always hearing things that are making us feel not good enough so we're constantly battling to sort of really make ourselves feel okay in this world. And that is not natural, you know, and that is why we have, you know, high levels of suicide, the self-harming, the depression, the anxiety. And I'm just like, these things, they didn't exist like 20 or 30 years ago, which is not to say it was better then. I don't think it was. I think it was just that we suppressed everything and we didn't have the influences that young girls these days yeah Yeah,
0: look, I agree with you. It's like... It's so – like when I was younger and it's a considerable period of time – has passed but you know I, and we're talking like you know 40 years ago when i was like you know sitting there mm. as a 10 year old or whatever yes i had the media so we had tv programs um and we had newspapers or magazines really um mm. was all we had that was influencing us but like you said there's apps of like snapchat there's social pressures from like facebook and instagram and i mean you know at the the internet when I was a kid no. wasn't really around and it was only really starting to happen when I was around like tw- in my 20s. I, you yeah, thank it, God.
1: missed it, didn't you? And it's that, this now, it's like these phones are in their hands yeah. 24-7 and 24-7 they're like, they're, it's an addiction, right? And they're influenced by like so much information and so many images. So I was watching this, you know, just knowing that it doesn't have to be this way knowing where it's going to end up for these girls and and seeing the pain that they're in and the the acting out that's happening because they don't understand their own emotional world. And so I started to go, you know, we can actually avoid this. If we could teach girls at a younger age and and influence teenagers to understand that this, having to go outside for validation, having to go outside to get their needs met, you know, like all of that is just going to bring them undone. And and it does, right? It just adds to the pressure. So for me, that became a real passion. I've taught in schools for a long time and I could see how this lack of emotional understanding, and this is more than emotional intelligence, this is actually going into the way our emotional consciousness works in our lives. And the lack of understanding of that how it really influenced the way children learn, and if that was one thing that was brought in to schools, like it would just make such a difference. So, I've sort of all those passions have sort of sort of culminated in this point where I thought, okay, if we can go, we can start teaching the younger generation. Then that is going to have a greater influence because they are they are the next women that are coming through. They are the ones that are going to be the leaders of the future. They are the ones that are going to take this information out. And then I realised that the best way to create a new culture around them was to actually give their mums the insights and the tools that they need to create that culture. So mums really are healing themselves at the same time as they're healing their daughter, and mums are able to come into this place where they can be more intuitive. So they're modelling, like yeah. super modelling. Yeah, it's like breaking really. that
0: cycle, isn't it, because like um... – I know I even even with having TV in the media, I was always as a as a teenager comparing myself, you know, I'm not. And, and it must be I, mm. millions of times worse nowadays because there's so many things to be able to, yes. to compare yeah. yourself. And until mm. you stop comparing yourself with everyone you know everyone else you're one you're just you're just not going to be happy Mm. because there are so many different situations and circumstances Mm. that these people have but it was always like oh you know that girl's skinnier or that girl's funnier or that girl's prettier or that girl's got you know it's got cooler clothes or Mm. you know as a teenager you're just comparing yourself and seeing how you stand in the world Mm. and I suppose in a way I'm lucky because I've got a boy, but then I'm not lucky because I need to educate him, Master, how he deals with stuff in the world. And that's a Mm. completely different way to
1: go. Well, I think it's just as um, maybe not quite as um, much pressure on boys, but boys are also feeling this pressure, you know, and that this You know, and I just want to say it's really not so much about stopping them from doing that because in a way I don't know that we can stop that, but what we can do in the way I work is if you build the inner strength and the inner power, it's almost like they just don't need to do that as well. You're not trying to stop, you're not trying to force change on what's not working. You're just moving them into what works. So that is a much easier and more efficient way of operating. So rather than trying to change what's not working, which is what we've been conditioned to do, we just create what's what works and we pull them into that and we draw them into that. And that happens over time, you know, like it's, we're, we're in this emerging process with them and they, they because they have everything they need, But so like we're bringing them back to that all the time so that the comparisonitis just, you know, and this is the same for mums, it's like, that just over time just becomes a smaller and smaller voice and it's an unnecessary yeah, paradigm yeah. to jump into. So uh, so you,
0: what what were you, how were you working with the women at the beginning, like, to actually realise all of this? Were you counselling or teaching
1: or what were you doing? So um, I actually really <laughs> am not quite sure what to call myself. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, So what I do is I work, it's a mix of intuition and also my knowledge of emotion education. So really they come in and I can explain to them. So a lot of women are like, I know what I have to do. I just can't do it. I can't, I'm not strong enough. I just can't, I keep I keep going out. I want resolution and I know it's going to end badly, but I can't stop myself. So I can, I explain to them why that's happening first so that they understand how their emotions work. And when they get to see the root cause, they can go, oh, and I I then say, so you now know that this is actually very fixable like you can actually have you can take charge over your emotional world and for them that's very empowering but also when they work with me because this is really about bringing women back into their true self into their hearts and into their true power and we have been conditioned to move away from our intuition we've been conditioned to move away from our innate wisdom and so for me this is a state of being so when I work with women I'm in that state of being if you like and so when they're working with me, they feel the state of being that they are. And so a lot of women, even after the first session, in fact, most of them after the first session will say, I can't tell you what you've done really, but I feel different. And I go, yes, so you've had the feeling of who you really are. Now, here are the strategies, here are the real life practical things you do to implement that so that you can stay in that more often. So it's about understanding and re-feeling who you really are. And then it's about putting into practice the things that you need to do in your daily life that actually help you stay in that state. So it's understanding why you're in the relationships that you are and how you can communicate your real needs in the relationship. It's about not doing things that maybe would set Mm -hmm. you up like people pleasing, for example. So we start to identify those things. You know, why is it that you're people pleasing? Let's get to the root cause of that. Even things like anxiety. Like I have clients that come to me with anxiety and it's never a bad anxiety. Okay. Our medical model fixes anxiety and they give you all these things to fix anxiety. And of course it never works because it's not a bad anxiety. When you go back to the root cause, it's where you've actually stepped out of your true self. And so that healing like when you when you start to understand what's actually underneath that you have the power to take yourself out of that you have the power to take charge of your life and you know exactly what you need to do and that is like this is what women need right because women um we are so capable you know all these women that come to me they're so capable they may be you know women in corporate women that run their own businesses you know, women that have big families. That we do all of these amazing things, and yet inside ourselves, we still feel not good enough, or we we second guessing ourselves, or we feel stuck. You know, we feel stuck, and like that we're disconnected from ourselves. Like we're doing all these things for everybody else, and we can help everybody else, but we're disconnected from ourselves, and that is what I think. I was the going key to is. say,
0: so like, um, oh, and like, there's a there's a couple of things I want to unpack there. There's so much you've just said in that sentence or in that section. Um, so, okay. So explain to me what this state of being is, if you can, Th- this state that we need to be in as such. what What is that? What does that
1: mean? Okay. So we don't need to be in it. It's actually our natural state. Yeah. But what happens is we have all this emotional stuff that we don't know how to address, not our fault, we've never been taught what to do with our emotional stuff, right, and it gets in the way, it's like a veil, so really I don't have to, um, you don't have to create that, it is just there, and grace brings that to you really, it's like we're planting it, we're planting a tree, so when I help you with your emotions and to understand where they really come from and how to work with them and how to, what to do in real life, like how to actually implement it in your life. That's like, you know, fertilizing and watering your tree and, you know, giving it love. The growing of the tree and the ripening of the fruit happens naturally. So that's something that happens because you're moving aside these things and you're moving them out of the way so that your natural state can start to flourish. So if I were to take you into that do place.
0: do women have different natural states as such would i have a different would my state be different from yours as such with as <laughs> sorry i'm i'm just trying to understand because it's like it's fascinating me no 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 because it's it's fascinating me and i'm going am i different from you <laughs> i know i'm a woman and you're a woman but like would my state be slightly different? different or is it that because you said it's it's about growing who i am and blossoming um who i am and is Mm -hmm. that similar to you or
1: is it different or i yeah yes so that's a that's a really good question no it's a very good question so What I'm trying to describe, which is always very (laughs) tricky with words, is no, 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 looks it's not, it's not you at all. And in fact, it's really good because it helps me. This is all my growth as well, right? So we're in a process here talking about this. So this is really good for me too. So if I can share two things around that. First of all, when I come into my natural state, I feel an essence or a power that sits in my chest. Like I can just feel. A knowing, it's quite it, it's very it makes me feel very secure and makes me feel very unshakable and it, it's it guides me in a way you know like it's a very and I can feel it it is like an energy and it's quite accepting it's quite it's almost like an unconditional love I guess that that I this is how I feel it in my heart and now I, I do believe that the essence of all of us like we all it's almost like each of us has this essence in us, and it all goes back to want this unified whole. However, each of us bring in a unique element to that. So, the way I express my true self on this planet is unique. The way you express your true self. So, when we come back to this place where there's no, if I can say separation is a good word, right? Because when we're born, we're like born whole. We're perfect, you know, little babies. You see them, they're just beam in love, right? They're just like, oh, this is me. Yeah. I don't, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just in my joy, right? That is our natural state. And then we start to learn that there's bits of us that aren't good enough and and we need to be better or we need to do certain things to have certain things. And and so we get programmed. So what happens is we walk away from our natural state, not consciously, and almost turn our back on it. And because we've done that, there's a separation between who we are right now and our natural state. The separation is what causes the pain, that causes all the emotional needs, it causes the feeling of a gap. You know, like when you feel inside of you, like there's always something missing and I've just got to keep going and I'll find it one day. Like that's what the gap is because we walked away from our true self. So all of us, um, I can't say all of us, but like the majority of us have this journey where we have walked away from our true selves And coming back into our true selves makes us feel whole. It makes us feel this incredible inner power in our bodies. We're not, it's almost like when we were born, we were born with this beautiful cake, you know, and and like all of a sudden we were taught that oh no, they were the wrong ingredients. And because we were kids, we didn't know. So, you know, like we were looking around for the ingredients and we've been looking around for the ingredients, but it's almost like when you come into the place where you realize that you have all the ingredients, you are the cake, you can bake this freaking amazing cake that tastes so good and it smells great. And it's just like, feels so amazing. You know, that, that place of wholeness is our true state. Now the way I express that is unique. In essence it's the same though. Like the essence of it is the same. It's
0: like, um, um, and, and and as you were describing all of that to me, to me it was like a ball of light that's in t- inside each of us that is calming and controlled and like maybe controlled is the wrong word um, for what I want to say here, but it's but accepting yes, and
1: comforting and, and, and yeah. love, like and it is pure love. It's pure love, really. The love that we often feel. Um, and it's not our fault but the love we often feel is not pure so like with my children for example when they were younger I love them but I also if they did things that really clashed with my values or confronted me I would withdraw the love not deliberately but now I look back I would just see like I wish there was something else now that's not pure love pure love is just like you are what you are and It's And if I don't need you to be anything other than what you are. I don't need you to turn up however. If you turn up, if you're an alcoholic and you turn up and you're like that, I completely accept and love you Mm. how you are. However, I completely love and accept myself how I am and I may choose not to be in this situation anymore. It's a big difference to trying to make that other person change. I need them to be something so I feel okay about myself. Yes,
0: yes. And this is where... As a little person growing up in society, um, is this where like society then starts to say, "Oh no, you need to conform. You are a boy, therefore you need to conform this way. You are female, and there you need to conform this way." Children need to be seen but not heard, and 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 and, and potentially that's not the case, you know. But I mean, you know, where yeah, sure. as as adults, and I do do this sometimes, where you say, hey, can you just be quiet a minute, you know, because, you know, as an adult you're trying to think or do something or whatever and the kids are going mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. and and maybe that's not their dynamic to actually be quiet, you know, or, um, you mm-hmm. know, just still. But also you
1: have a right to be aware. So I think it's also calling us back to, um, and this, this is a big thing for women, right, it's like I need to love myself enough in this moment to go, what do I need for right now? How can I actually step back into my power in this moment? Look, I have twin boys and they used to fight all the time like that. I was so sure they were going to kill each other, really. They were just so full on. And when I started to understand myself and really love myself, I realised that I couldn't change and I was forever trying to get in the middle of them and change them. And what I did was I started to love myself enough to go, you know what? I cannot change this. And and my harmony is a priority to me. My self-love is a priority to me. So if I walked into the room or if I was in the room and that started happening, I would just get up and walk out. I would walk down the road, like they were 14 by this stage. I'd walk down and I'd just go for a walk. And I'd come back and they'd just go, where'd you go, Mom? What did you do? Right. I didn't say anything, but I loved myself enough to get myself yeah. the heck out of there. And that isn't always possible, but it starts with us. If I'm aware of how it's making me feel, then I can go, okay, why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling like powerless over my daughter? Why am I feeling, why is this child making me feel powerless? Because actually there's nothing wrong with their behaviour. It's the fact that their behaviour has made me feel something that makes me react. So if I can love myself enough to pay attention to what I'm feeling and deal with that, then I'm actually loving my childhood yeah. better as well because they're not copying my reality. So, so, with
0: with uh, with what you're saying, there is you haven't made me feel this way. I've actually made my me That's feel fine. this way. So it's,
1: everything, everything, yeah. Is about so that. it's like
0: when you're in a relationship, and I don't know, your partner does something, and you think, oh, I don't, oh. I don't feel very loved
1: at this point, or whatever. That's yeah. So say they're say they're unfaithful, right? Or they're checking out other girls, right? They're just checking out other girls. That's what they're doing. Right. We could get jealous. And then of course that's and that's the normal thing, right? We get jealous. There's this big long line of you know abusive situations that happen where we're like, this is we don't want this. And they're like, what are you talking about? We didn't do anything. There's gaslighting, there's blah blah blah, so it goes on. But if you stop in that moment, in the moment that you have the first feeling and you stop and you go, what am I feeling? Okay, I'm jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? Because it's not actually about jealousy. You go back and you realize, actually, this is about me not feeling good enough. This is about me where I stepped away from my power as a child, probably. And so there's an emotional need in me to feel worthy, to feel loved and to feel secure. Now he is deliberately or not deliberately, undeliberately, unconsciously, probably activating that in me by his behavior. So when I look at that and I go, this is actually not about him, this is my opportunity to see where I have stepped out of my true power because if I was in my true power in that moment, right, so because I'm separated, I'm reactive, if I come back into my place of wholeness and I can actually deal with that emotional need, oh, okay, so I've got an emotional need being activated, what do I have to do for me so that I can feel in my body the feeling of worthiness, of love and of security? and I do that for me, then I step into my power and then I can go, okay, now I can look at this situation without reactivity. And I'm looking at the situation, I'm going, okay, the man I'm in a relationship is flirting with other women or he's had sex with another woman. Do I want to be loved like that? Do I want to be loved like that? Do I want to stay in a relationship where I'm not valued like that? How much work do I want to do on this? Do I want to go and speak to him and share with him this is not what I how I want to be loved. Let's have a talk about this. Or do I just then make different choices for myself? You know, but I can't make those effective choices while I'm in reaction. If I haven't met my emotional needs and I'm thinking that it's his fault that I'm feeling this, I'm thinking that he has to change so that my emotional need disappears, then I've got it all wrong because it will just repeat over, you're giving and over, and over again that change
0: over again you're you're giving the responsibility of change to an external which means that yes. the responsibility of yes. change needs to be yes. you you need to be responsible and take ownership yes because yes, yes. because need. otherwise if you don't take responsibility and own it um and then put boundaries or change um around that then it will continue to because you're blaming other people for, it does. you know, the way loops. you're feeling, which That's actually
1: right. you need to take responsibility and you need to own. That's right. The whole point of anything that happens to us is so that we can step back into our true self. So the event happens for us. And the moment that we see it's happened for us, to, to give us the insight that there is something that needs healing inside of us, that there's a place we need to step into inside of us. The minute we start to see that and we take back, we have that insight, we step out of the loop and we step into this repetitive process, you know, and and, and, and we actually, if you think about it, if you spend all your life waiting for someone to change, somebody has to turn up to do that, right, and you're waiting. It's like this is, you can do this now, you can be empowered right now, and that is a beautiful thing. That is the most fantastic thing to hear yeah. ever, I think. So women get some women can hear it and go, oh, that's scary. No, no, this is like the best thing mm. ever because you think that your life can't change, that your life might be shit, that you have no power. But actually when you deal with it differently, when you step into this emerging process, you can do something right here and now and that is just that's yeah. incredible because then you can start enjoying your life journey, right well
0: it, well exactly and and you you have the power to quote he-man and all of those um, 80s cartoons but yeah, yeah, so did
1: He-Man. i <laughs> i to
0: <laughs> but but it's true like you, you yeah have... exactly wow so okay how do you get women how do you help mothers do that within themselves. So because it's, you need a little bit of emotional maturity to be able to, because you can't be in a situation, and the word desperation comes to my mind, and it's probably not the right word to describe it, though. But you, you've got to be in In a situation or in a mind frame that you can actually sit in your emotions and not be in a state of panic is really, you know, where you go, oh my god, you know, he's had an affair. What am I going to do? Blah blah blah. Mm. Like a state Mm. of panic. You've got to be able to step back Mm. and sit in it. Am I right? Because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot. There's there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening here, right? So with our partners often our little girl is being activated. So we need to understand how to actually go in and and see um, that it is the little girl in us because you think about it, the behaviour is childish, right? So that's how you know if it's my little girl or it's me. It's like, oh, that's a childish behaviour. So we need to go in and actually comfort our little girl um, when it comes to partners. But when it comes to children, it's probably slightly different. I mean, our it's more that fact of I'm not good enough is being activated when they do something or they, their behavior is not perfect or they're not good at school or anything, anything, you name it, anything that's happening with our children, it comes back to me. Yeah. I haven't been a great mum, or I, you know, I
0: should have done X, Y, and Z. They shouldn't have been on the iPad for three hours yesterday or or all of like the whole mummy guilt comes out, doesn't it? And I'm, you know, I'm, Yeah, we've all had
1: it. So let's so we need to go behind that. So you're gonna go, I you might say I shouldn't have, or you should be, you could be actually saying them you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be blaming that. But it's like stopping in that moment. So the procedures that I teach mums is first of all to see everything that happens as an emerging process. You don't have to fix it, you don't have to control it. You are in a process with your child, and both of you are growing, and that is beautiful. You need to be able to see what you're feeling to heal it and so do they in a way. So it's just accepting and having faith and trust that you are like and you look out the window at the way nature works, right? If you trust that process, it does work and it leads you to solutions. So right here and now I might not have solutions. But if I remind myself this is an opportunity, I'm in an emerging process, I just need to go with the flow I need to not be reactive. Okay. If I can be not reactive right now, and I need to support my child and validate my child's feelings and validate my own feelings and hold that space. And then we just move through it. We just do the next right thing. we just do the next right thing. So it's very much about, and that's, you said to you, how do you stay keeping the mind frame? So I don't want you to stay in your mind. I want you to get out of your mind and into your heart because that's where the power is and that's where the solutions okay. are. But the mind does have to have the correct frame. So you want to say to your mind, this is an opportunity. We are in an emerging process. Now, as soon as I tell myself that, my mind stops being so reactive it stops trying that was what i was
0: about to ask actually was to say how do you change your state from a reactive state Mm -hmm. into that more um i'm trying to think
1: what state you know more empowering say for yeah for yeah so the so it is a process right and you learn it but because it's your natural way you get very very good at it and you're just in that state right so these are the things so the, the looking at it as an opportunity and I'm um, in the emerging process and in that pause if you can do that it's just really paying attention to your feelings so you could be saying I should have done this or you could be going oh okay this behavior has just activated my not good enough okay so I'm feeling not good enough inside of me right? I'm not feeling worthy. So now I'm aware, like it's almost like I've got one eye inside myself and one eye outside of myself. So I might come in and I might, um, for me, I might imagine myself hugging my little girl, for example, and, and just really bringing love and care into my body. Like Because uh, what you want to do is you want to feel it in your body. This is the difference, right? Because you can tell yourself you love yourself and it means diddly squat, You're having a feeling of not being loved. The only thing that we hold that is a feeling of being loved inside your body. Someone can stand there and love you, but if you can't feel it inside your body, if you can't feel it for yourself, you can't actually feel Mm. their love right so this is all about us feeling it in our body so for me if I'm feeling you know if something's been activated I will work on my feelings first now it might not be that quick you might need to take some space you might need to go and do some journaling you might need to talk to someone but the fact is you've one increased your awareness and two you've started on your path of moving into this place of your state of being now the other thing that I do um, is I I will often come into my, like I imagine my awareness dropping into my heart, so I breathe in and out of my heart centre and I just try to step out of the, the story that's going on in my mind and try to come into my heart centre. And that place, you know, and I can imagine that growing and I can imagine that a feeling of warmth and of security and support building there as I'm standing here, you know, and I can feel myself that part of me is starting to be activated because I'm bringing my awareness to it. And it's very intuitive. So this is your intuitive self as well. So and this mm-hmm. it is the challenge, right, because we are used to having a list of things to do. We're used to staying in our head. We're used to trying to figure it out, work it out, do the research. What I'm saying is that's good, like we need that, but not first. First we need to come into our power. First we need to connect with our true self. First we need to come in and have a look at what is it I'm feeling that is making me feel uncomfortable? And we want to heal that and step into this place inside of us where, you know, we're embracing all of that inner child pain and we're loving it and we're feeling the warmth and we're feeling that power inside ourselves. Now, you could be saying, yeah, that's all well and good for you. But when my kids are like, rah, 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 and I've got to do something, right? Yeah. And I know that place.
0: Well, you have four. You have Two four Two things kids, you can do. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. hello.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that place. Like when you're in the thick of it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't, yeah. no way am I going to do it, Lisa said, drop into my <laughs> heart. It's it like you know, the, the <laughs> vases will be smashed, there'll be a yeah. rock through the window. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that, right? So you just want to be able to bring yourself into a state where you're not reactive and where you make people safe and, and somehow move it away. Like that's what you need to be able to do. So you need to remember, you need to be aware of your reactions First and be stopping your reaction. So the first thing is, this is an emerging process. I know this is about my feeling. So I'm, I'm going to take a pause and I'm not going to react. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to allow it to be how it is. I'm going to make it safe. Right. But what you do find over time is that because you're so in tune with yourself and you're acting so intuitively, those things just don't happen as much, right? Because you don't set them up. Yeah. You don't set them up unconsciously and you learn how to prevent it. You start to see the patterns that you've been in that create the conflict and you just—they just they just don't happen because your awareness is so much wider and so much broader and you've connected with these kids. Because you're connected to you, you can actually be there for them and they feel emotionally safe. They don't need to be acting out all the time because they can feel connected secure. to themselves and to you. So it's almost like you change. That's right. And Emotional safety is a a certain form of security. Like when I'm in my true self, people can be emotionally safe with me because they know that there's no unconscious dynamics acting out. I'm not going to put you down really like a subtle put down. I'm not going to poke fun at you. I'm not going to take your secrets and go and tell somebody else. I'm not going to judge you when you walk away because I don't need to, like I'm, I'm whole, Like there's nothing I need. There's nothing I get from doing that. I don't need to feel better about myself because I already am feeling pretty amazing about myself. Right. So you are completely emotionally safe with me. And that sense of being emotionally safe with someone of being able to, Oh, I can let my guards down. I can just be me, you know, and like for your kids and for your teenage daughters, like oh, I know that whatever happens, mum is not going to react. I know that I can share anything. I know that I am safe with my mum, that this is a safe haven for me. And even if she doesn't like it, I know she's not going to react. I know that she's not going to withdraw the love. I know that she's going to work with me through it so that we can both So even even if she is
0: considering going on OnlyFans or whatever, like as in the websites and stuff like that, you can at least be not do what would be classed as the typical reaction, which is to go, what, and blow up and, like, go, oh, my God. And
1: actually. that That is, like, that is the most important thing, that you get your reactions under control, right? That is the most important. And the, the, the one thing that will change everything is if you cannot react yeah. in that situation. So, you know, and you can't always stop your daughters. Like, sometimes they might be doing that, right? They might. You may not be able to stop it but you're going to have more chance of getting her out of it if you keep the dialogue going, right, because this is where, and this is like there's so much to this because this is, I also teach like sacred sexuality. It's like how not to, you know, how to have self allegiance. you know, how not to think of your body in a transactional way because that's what they're taught, right? Exactly. bringing that right back because the more they get in contact with who they really are and they learn that they are their own best friend and that to be a lead, to have allegiance to yourself before every other person, you know, but it's an emotional thing. If you go on OnlyFans, it's an emotional thing because you don't feel good enough and you want people to validate you and you want people to look at you. And and if they're paying you for it, then you know that you're worthy that's emotional. Everything is emotional. And are you emotional. really
0: worthy in their eyes as such as well? I suppose that's the um, mm. education that these adolescents need to a certain yes. extent as well. And like someone myself, wordly yeah. wise, um, you know, like when you're older, you understand all of this aspect. But when you're like, you know, I mean, you, you're involved with like eight to 16-year-olds and I sometimes wonder if –
1: Eight is not young enough um nowadays because yeah no I've, I think you're right I think it's the sooner the sooner you start and yeah. you are, are saying to your children all the time you know like love yourself you know love yourself stand in front of the mirror every day I love you I love you I love you you know and even though when, when you're a child and you're programmed like that you know that that is great you know like it might sound corny but it's like you're saying to them all the time the most important thing in this world is that you love yourself you love yourself you love yourself you know and you're saying that to them all the time like it's just that is a great program to be inputting and it's just like well it's frightening because and I'm sure he
0: didn't mean anything by it but my son's six and even as a boy he came back the other day and he went oh I'm a bit podgy mum And I'm like, well, and I'm very conscious Mm. that we don't, we don't, you know, he eats what he wants Mm. to eat. He burns it off anyway. And, like, I'm very, very conscious that we don't really go into, like, Fat and all of this stuff. I mean, mummy, yeah, it's you know, mummy's mm. trying to get fit and things like. That. So I'm trying to put it, you know, get healthy and, but but it's not a fat thin sort of thing. It's about being healthy mm. and making sure that I've got a healthy heart. And I go out and you know we're not sitting around and being unhealthy and things like that. So it's all around. Health and I'm probably even in labelling it healthy, um, labelling it, which is maybe not the right thing to do. But you know, it's it's. I just
1: let's take it into a very conscious. conscious
0: about fat, thin, and all of this stuff because mm-hmm. you know. But it's when they go to school, it's like you almost don't have like
1: any control on them. So yeah, that's true. There's a lot of influences, but I I, I want to encourage mums. To even go further than that because we're doing all these great things because we've been taught to do it which is fantastic but we need to go into the emotional consciousness he doesn't really care about being podgy it's making him feel not good enough yeah right so it's the not good enough that's activating him so it's like if you can bring his awareness to that if you can say to him Really, this doesn't have anything to do with your body, honey. This is maybe somebody has made you feel not yeah. good enough. Would that be true? Is that how you feel? Is that how it's making you feel? And then you so you're validating, and you know, just to validate that, for him to hear that and go, yeah, actually that's how I feel. All of a sudden he has insight into the way he's working. Now yeah. that is priceless. Yeah,
0: no, that very is much so, very much so. So is this how you... Work with the mothers and daughters side of things to actually get mothers to actually, if their daughters make comments like my son did, and I mean, you know, it's my son, but it doesn't necessarily yes, doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah. Yep. mean that it's mother and daughter. It can be mother and son because you know, although their issues are sometimes yep. different, they're sometimes it's, the same. The so same. you know, yep. um, and it seems as though the sexes are morphing into one when it comes to things like that. Anyway. I suppose boys tend to focus a yes. little bit more on I wasn't quite as strong or, you know, things like the strength side of things or the sporty side of things.
1: And there are also some, you know, like boys you've got to sort of talk to oh sideways, God, right? I remember yeah. that I'd take my boys out and make them hang the clothes on the line with me so I was talking to them sideways, whereas my girls would always be in my face going, ah! you know. So there are certain things, but, yeah, I, I – What I've been doing is working with mums. I will move into working with teenagers Mm. soon. I'd love to go into schools and talk to girls, but for now I've just started with the mums and we offer, like, classes. Um, I work with mums individually. We have group coaching. um, And we're actually doing this. This is great. If there's any of your listeners that are keen, we're doing a feminine first aid. I'm working with a lady in Ireland and we do it at Irish time. It's 8 o'clock, so in Sydney it's, like, 7 a.m. in the morning on Tuesday. But... We can record it yeah. if mums are keen to come on um, and you can also watch the replay at any time. This is on all my social media and on my YouTube channel. But what we've done is we've we've just started it and we've invited mums on and they come on with their video turned off and um, a pseudonym, it's like a different name, and they actually tell us their problems. So we had Sybil on the other day and she was talking about her how her daughter Um, doesn't want to come home, she always wants to stay at her girlfriend's place. And so Carolyn and I are working through how Sybil can actually respond to that, how the opportunity is with her, what she can do inside herself to feel better about it and more empowered, and the actions that she can take um, given where her daughter's at. And that was just like, it was just so interesting to hear the whole process worked through and gave Sybil a lot of insights into what's really going on underneath because it's that level that we really, we need to start looking at now. It's more of an, and they may call it unconscious. I don't think it's unconscious. It's just that we haven't become conscious. Yes, yes.
0: And at the end of the day, I don't care what, you know, as parents, we all love our kids and we love our kids so much. That's right. And we're so desperate to try and and try our best. And I suppose that's one of the reasons the podcast is called as it is because with with it being strong, single and human, because like at the end of the day, we are all human. We're not perfect. We're striving to be the best person that we possibly can be every day. But when your kids do something like not come home or tell you they hate you and believe you me, during lockdown, I was told I was hated a lot because somebody didn't want to do schoolwork or whatever, but like... It, it You know, it, you, it can't mm-hmm. not affect you. I mean, it mm-hmm. you know, it's something that mm-hmm. all kids do. I hate you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. because I can't be on my iPad or whatever. But it does. It affects you and it hurts you.
1: And mm-hmm. then you get. Yeah. But you come into a, you do, the more you know mm-hmm. yourself emotionally, the more you can see the whole, that pattern of, you can almost see it like this projection of how they're feeling about themselves onto you. So you stop taking it so personally And it's like, you know, I can just hold a loving space for this child because I can actually see it's all about them. Even though it's projecting out as I hate you, this is just their projection. And really it's all about them. What do they need right now? But I need to be able to understand myself emotionally well enough and be able to step back into my power so that I'm not reactive because otherwise their words are going to activate me. I'm going to feel like I'm not loved. And like the little girl in me would totally react to that, you know? So it's like, The more mothers can get themselves in that state, the more they can hold a loving space for their child. So his frustrations and his, you know, words are really just telling you exactly how he's feeling about himself. You know, and and we, for, for mums to be able to be in a space where we can hear that and actually help them to meet their own needs without any reaction Is where we're moving to as mothers. You know, we haven't been taught this. We don't know. I don't feel bad about this because you know I want to say to mums, this is like we have not been taught this. In fact, our whole heart has been suppressed by the way our society runs. So this whole way of being is only just now ready to be awakened. And look,
0: look, they don't come with an off button, and they don't come with an instruction manual.
1: (laughs) They don't come with, and they make sure everything (laughs) that you need to heal, right? Everything that you're going to. Heal, need to heal, and then it's going to cause a reaction. Yeah. Is exactly oh. what they do. It's almost like they know. So if you just think to yourself, okay, every time something happens, like oh, okay, they press something in there. I need to heal that. It's like they're going to go for yeah. it every time. You know. So, yeah, it's <laughs> like know? button
0: it's like- pushing all the time. Yeah, and it, yeah. it and you are right. It is um, very much about changing that reaction. You know that reactive state and and stepping back and and yeah. yeah. And
1: speaking it, like you can speak it. You can say, I say to my daughter, wow, when you shared that with me, that actually I can feel myself this overwhelming feeling of powerlessness come up in my body, you know, and and so I'm speaking it to her and I'm like, wow, that made me feel so powerless. And I'm allowing that to be because I'm reminding myself I'm in a process. This is just the process. She shared something. The process for me is that it's created powerlessness which is, you know, there's a part of me that feels like not good enough and I feel like I have to fix this and I'm aware of that. And then she gets to say, like my daughter said to me, well, I can understand why you would feel that, Mum, that I'd probably feel the same in your situation. And, and so then I can like, I can be comforting myself, soothing myself. And because I've shared it, yeah. I've taken the pressure off and then it can dissolve and it like passes. And then we move into the next moment. And in the next moment, I'm like, okay, I really don't know how to deal with this. This is something that I just don't know how to deal with, you know, and she'll share her stuff and then it's like, okay, I need to take some time now because I need to sit with this and I need to call some friends and I need to actually come into myself and, and allow a solution to drop in, you know. So that's, we don't speak it often. We sort of also think we, we don't want to blame them, but we want to be able to say that made me feel or yeah. that landed on me as a feeling are some of the words that I use, you know, so we, we're just sharing our emotional response. And that also alleviates it because we've acknowledged that we have a feeling and validated. I mean, how many times do we like just yeah. not even acknowledge that we have a feeling? I, know. I, like- I
0: completely agree with you. And in validating and saying that you've got a feeling or that this you know, you're not sure what to do with that situation. You're also showing your human side and not the fact that you've got all the answers and you're That's in right. control and That's this right. is all good. Because actually, you know, nine times out of ten, we're not. And like like we've said previously, there is no manual for this, right? We're just writing this through. And we're yeah. also dealing with our... Oh, that's right. parenting blueprint and things like that so how we've been parented and how they've been parented right. and we how society following. has mm. influenced our parents and their parents and so on and so forth and you know all the things that happened in the world I mean um, I think yeah. I've said this on several podcasts previous but like my grandparents went through the second world war so that and how that influenced how they had to deal with life and the stresses and traumas and everything mm. would have influenced how they looked after my mum and my aunt and then influenced how my mum has looked after me and my brother and influences to a certain extent. Um, mm. And thank God we're in the age that we're in, um, in the fact that, you know, my brother and myself, um, and same shame, my mum who listens to this, so she's probably got a lot from this and took a lot of notes. It, we, we're learning and educating ourselves and trying to adapt and break bad cycles and and create good cycles with our children so we can you know m- make them mm. better people just as we're becoming better people ourselves yeah. so
1: yeah and you're yeah. super modeling right so that's you're super modeling if you can if you're working through your process yeah. in the moment with them you're super modeling to them what to do with their emotions otherwise they just learn that they have to yeah. be perfect like their parents are they just learn that they have to suppress everything so The more you can model your process, your emotional process, to them at their level, the more they get to see. Oh, there's mum doing that's what she does when she feels powerless. Oh, that's what she does when she feels reactive. You know what I mean? And so they're learning all the time because you know you know kids watch what we do. do. They 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 learn more (laughs) from what we do than what we say. Yeah, no,
0: exactly, exactly. So 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 we've talked a lot about the mothers and everything around all of this, but do the daughters have anything? They, are we just educating them or is there something that we need to be – do the daughters have to bring something to there? Yeah. Cause I and the reason so, I'm saying that is because I'm thinking that, you know, where you've got a kid that and, – and in a way the responsibility – and I'm answering my own question here – the responsibility does lie with us, but if you've got a kid who's going, ah, that's it, I'm doing my own thing and I'm like, you know, um I'll do what I want to do and, you know, won't listen or whatever mm-hmm. – then is it the onus on us to?
1: Yeah. So um, I want to say that the best thing to do is to always be thinking about the relationship. So if you have a really strong connection, which means you can make them feel emotionally safe and accepted no matter what, like even if their bedroom's messy, even if they're not showering, whatever it is, we still love that feeling of they are emotionally safe in that. So the more connected you are, the more you trust and respect each other, the more influence you're going to have on your child. So you, if you're always thinking that from the very young age, the connection is more important than the event. The connection that I have with this human being, me trying to understand why they're feeling, why are they doing that? me wanting to understand and stand in their shoes, that creates that connection. And the stronger that is all through their life, when you get to the stage where they are starting to um, do things that you may feel very difficult to accept, then you've already got the relationship there. So for me it's like, you know, it's a messy bedroom, for example. Like I know some parents would be like, get up, pick up your room, whatever it is, or, or shut the door and forget about it, whatever it is. I know if I have a feeling about it, if it's agitating me, I have to do something. So if it's agitating me, then there's probably a not good enough that I need to look at, right? So I need to do my emotional work so that I can come back into it and and get myself into an empowered state, right? Fix up my reaction to their behaviour first. And then I come back in here and then I go, okay, but it is time that the bedroom got cleaned. But I'm walking in not from my disempowered state, I'm not walking in from feeling agitated because if I walk in in an agitated state, I'm going to be blaming and persecutory. I don't want to be those things because that damages our relationship. So I'm walking in from my empowered state and I'm saying I have a feeling about how the bedroom is looking right now. I need you to clean it up. I'm going to, um, I can see what you've got on in this day. You've got a space between six and seven, for example. I want you to spend that time cleaning up your bedroom. I'll come in and see if there's anything that you need from me and then I'll come back and, you know, like, so I'll say things like that, like I'm talking about things and, and my daughter might go, no, I don't want to do it then. And I'll say, okay, when do you want to do it? I need it done by this time. When suits you? And she'll say, oh, I suppose I could do it now. You know, so it's like that and there's no conflict. Yeah. There doesn't need to be conflict yeah. because I'm not walking in in an agitated state. I'm communicating consciously with her and I'm giving her the freedom to choose as well. Like I'm not saying you have to do it now. If she said to me I can't do it today, I'd say, okay, well, it does need to be done, so what time tomorrow will it be getting done? Like I'm I'm calling her to it, you know, and, there, and all things like, you know, we're going here, it needs to be done by the time we're going here, otherwise I'm just as happy to stay home and do some work. You know, like some, there's no, yeah. there's no conflict. There doesn't have to be conflict, but you've got to yes. set yourself up yes. first. No,
0: awesome, awesome. That's such, that's such good advice. That's such good advice. Okay, so look, thank you for everything that you've walked us through because um, it's definitely helped me and I have a son. So, you know, I mean, I do have two stepdaughters, mind you. So hopefully it's helped their mum a little bit. But um, look, if people wanted to reach out get to know more about what you're doing, um, more about these mum sessions you're doing mm-hmm. um, with this other lady. Um, what were the sessions called?
1: So these the, these are for the Diamond Mothers. Oh, we're in the Diamond Mothers. Mother Ring. Okay. So we're creating a community. Um, we're going to be giving some live trainings once a month on the third of every month third of every month in the northern hemisphere and then it ends up being yeah. the fourth of our month and they do get recorded if you sign up okay. and register for them so 12 of them we're going to be doing 12 and they're going to be specifically related to issues that we're facing with our children so for example the first one is on stillness and listening and that directly helps with secrecy depression isolation so if you're experiencing those things with your daughter then come along so this is that the whole aim is to make it yeah. very practical and give you to, to know how to deal with that. So we're going to be doing that once a month. Um, we have, we'll probably have other things in between that. We also have on a, a Monday night or Tuesday morning in Australia, the Feminine for First Aid. If you're a mum and you'd like to come and have your mm. stuff worked through online um, anonymously, please contact me. You can um, get my website details from, I yes, think you put that yes, up. Yes, that's right. There somewhere. Yep. Yep. Um, or email me at lisa at com. that's i-a-m lisa j-a-y-n-e.com so you can email me directly um, and come on on a monday night because we're looking for more mums to do that that would just it's just such a great way to um, demonstrate how it works yeah and and it's anonymous
0: as well isn't it it's anonymous you don't you know you don't have to go out there and say you know it's Sarah wow. from Melbourne oh, and her daughters doing all of this. You know, yeah. it can be completely anonymous, and yeah.
1: And you don't, you don't want to be. You want it to be anonymous, right? They don't want to know that you're talking about this stuff, and like that's loyalty to your daughter is really important. But it, it, and it can be very, very helpful. So we do that and love to invite mums onto that. We also do the Feminine Force field, which is talking about how to awaken the Feminine Force and and talking to other mothers that. Um, like we had wow. a supermodel on the other week and how she uses the feminine force in her life and with her son. And it was just we just had some great people and another mother that did like she does teaches the law of attraction, but how she mothers from her feminine force and this just fantastic conversations. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on us and keep an eye out for us <laughs> and on us. Yes. Follow us on social media and YouTube because we're doing things every week and, um, you know, and it's great. Just come on in and, and get the vibe. Like we want to share it as widely as we can. Um, I also do work one-on-ones with mums, but you'll see that there as well. So, you know, it's really we just want to build the awareness around this because the more people that are talking about it and the more people that are telling their friends that there's a different way to mother, the better because there's so many mums now just feeling so powerless and it doesn't exactly and
0: you know any any you know any way that we can put tools into mums toolboxes so that you know they can you know anything that can help them with bringing their children up is, is is what I'm here for that's basically um why I run the podcast and do what I do because um yeah, there are times where I do sit there and go, oh, my God, how do I deal with this? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so good, isn't it? Yeah. It's, good no, it's so good it's, you do that. Well, that might great. be also surreptitiously one of the reasons I do this as well. So I'm actually learning all of these tools to deal with my child. But yeah, yeah, no, that look, thank you. Thank you for all of that. It sounds like you're going to be really, really busy in the next year with everything that you're doing. And I've definitely, I've joined all the websites and everything just to try and keep up to date with what awesome. you're doing so it's brilliant so look I have one more question to mm-hmm. ask and that is and I ask it to everyone if you had a superpower what
1: superpower would it be mm, definitely it's oh. my heart the love that I feel from my heart okay. that I share oh, with that's you. cool
0: that's cool. No, I mean, I can't think of a better superpower. Um, it's great. I think there should be more love in this world, especially with everything that's going on. I mean, dear me. Um, but yeah, no, brilliant. Excellent. Thank you for that. Well, look, thank you, Lisa. Uh, thanks for coming and talking to us. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much.
1: And um yeah yeah you're welcome thanks for having me i've enjoyed the conversation i like delving in
0: deeper and you know trying to get to find out a bit more information about what you're doing and stuff so it's great look thank you ever so much um i'm gonna say have a great afternoon and um speak to you later
1: thank you claire have a beautiful afternoon too thank you thanks for listening everyone
0: bye hey everyone Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you'd like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. Have a wonderful week, and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself, and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong Single and Human Podcast.